Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And no can talk the talk but is he walking the walk he walked the walk and he was a ghost in there it was as simple as that for some reason AJ had in his head maybe out of stubbornness or a little bit of ignorance as well that he could outbox him mm-hmm. worst decision ever oh great shot from Joshua and a left hand as well the only way you're going to beat Usyk is to use your size use your attributes listen it's a rough and tough sport especially fighting these lefties they're a nightmare but gotta dig deep tuck up and not make the same mistake twice Welcome to Fight Night from Saudi Arabia. This is a special podcast. This is episode two. And today we are at the Shangri-La Hotel where the press conference for Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua has just taken place over our shoulder. If you are choosing to watch this via our YouTube output, uh, you may see some familiar faces. Former undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world, former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Evander Holyfield is just doing a few interviews, talking to uh, the world's media. Alexander Usyk is also back there. Uh, as well, and we're expecting Anthony Joshua very, very soon. I'm Adam Catron. Pleasure to be with you. Gareth Day Davies has joined us in uh, Saudi Arabia, and Andy Clark back once again uh, to get stuck into episode two. Right, let's get to it. Press conference. We didn't expect fireworks. Let's be straight. They like each other. I say like each other. They're very respectful towards each other. The fireworks are coming on Saturday, but did you take anything from what you heard on the stage a couple of moments ago? Yeah, loads uh, um, from what I've seen, from what I've heard. But particularly from what I've seen, Anthony Joshua is acting and looks like the challenger in this fight. He's got a mood on him, and I like the look of it. He's always very respectful. They both are, as you know. But I like the fact that Alexander Usyk is acting like the champion. He's in national Cossack dress. He roared out the anthem, the Ukrainian anthem at the end, chanting on stage. Um, They are, I think they're poised for a classic here. I don't think it's going to go 12 rounds. I do think both men are going to indulge in a war in this one. I think we're going to get a very different fight in the second fight. You always do in trilogies. Mm. And I think the intrigue in this one is woulda, shoulda, coulda moment for for Anthony Joshua. You know, redemption on the Red Sea, all those top lines. Um, He's got to go out and deliver this time and just not try and box Usyk, but he's got to try and bully him in there if he can. Usyk, meanwhile, I think is looking for a stoppage himself. I just went over to the big man and had a little selfie with him, as we do, uh, fanboys that we are sometimes. And I said, stoppage, Alexander, and he went, put his thumbs up. So I, I think both men are looking for a stoppage in this fight. I don't see 
how Anthony, even though it was 7-5 or 8-4 in rounds in the first fight, I don't see how Anthony wins on points in this fight. Mm. Listen, before I get uh, Andy Clark's thoughts on this, we're going to stick on the Anthony Joshua train for a, a short period of time because I want you to hear from Anthony Joshua. The press conference happened a moment or two ago. He made an interesting point that this is not about belts, this is about competition. I've got goals that I want to achieve in the ring on the night and I'm going to be disciplined enough and follow them through. So, yeah, that's like competition with myself. And as you mentioned about the belts, they mean something, but that's all at the end of the target. So it's not like I'm skipping the process. So I'll focus on the process. So there you go. You've heard from the man himself, uh, Andy. What did, you, what did you take from that? Because his rhetoric always has been rolled to undisputed. So therefore, for me, it's always been about belts. It's about collecting the real estate in this particular division. But to hear him there kind of just change the direction a touch do you take anything from it it was interesting because as you say that has been what he's spoken about mostly is, is the road to undisputed and the fact that he wanted to achieve that but I think it does represent a change in mindset I think he knows that setting those kind of even medium term goals in a situation he's in at the moment is irrelevant he has to win this next fight. It's as simple as that. Or his career isn't exactly in tatters because he's still achieved a lot. But you would wonder where he would go from here with regard to the top of the division if he can't win. He just has to win on Saturday. And, and, and I'm with Gareth. I, I like what I've seen from him this week. Mm. He's been plain speaking, not speaking in riddles, which he does every now and again or has done mm. in the past. And he's got that, that challenges mindset, which he'll absolutely need. Usyk looked pretty regal up there, I thought. You know, he's I acting love that. like the champion. It's yeah. his show. Should, he, yeah. he's, look, he's acting like it's yeah. his show. I love the I love the Ocelodets, it's called, that, that haircut, the, the mane of hair that sprouts out at the top of his shaven head. That's a Ukrainian Cossack uh, homage to them. They, they used to wear those back in the day. And it just it is just magnificently crazy, isn't it? He, he had one in London for the Olympics. He had it in the Super Series, I think. He yes, got, he did. He didn't in the have first it, fight. He didn't have it against Tony Bellew, but he's got it back. And it just adds that... It just adds that extra kind of manic air to him when you've got the hair. Uh, and we were talking earlier, the eyes, the facial hair, whatever it is, the gap between the teeth. He's just got that kind of wild quality about him. Yeah. It reminds me, he reminds me, I mean, obviously, like Tyson Fury, he's a great boxer, Alexander Usyk. So he knows he can always rely on his skills. So he relaxes his mindset by, by embracing the crazy that he is. And I think Tyson Fury does that as well. And being unpredictable. Not as unpredictable as Tyson Fury is. is just has fun with it, doesn't he? He has fun with it. Entertains himself as he's, much as he us. He said today, I think I'll be coming back here a lot. Mm. I, is he going to be fighting Joshua back here again? Is he going to be fighting Tyson Fury? He's setting himself up for more and more. I think we're going to talk about, all week, we're going to talk about Anthony Joshua's mindset. Because... You know, there's a thing, we've all seen great sporting occasions, and it really does feel like one of those here, with the nuanced levels of, you know, what, there's criticism of sports washing in, in Saudi Arabia, that they're trying to bring events here, they're trying to change the culture. Mm -hmm. But I think with Anthony Joshua, this is his moment. We've all seen brilliant sports people. They're, already, they're all elite athletes, but that super ego, that super id can come out in moments when someone is just so amazing that they just shine. And that's what Joshua needs to find on the night. And I think he's very contained in that at the moment. I think that's why his clothes look simple, his body looks simpler. He's not trying to show how big he is all the time. Um, and I just think 
He's primed. I, I think he's going to go into war. I just feel he's going to go into war for this fight. Doesn't matter if he goes out on his shield. It doesn't matter if he gets knocked out in, from this perspective. It's, he just needs to go in there and prove that he's not gun-shy anymore and he can have a fight. Because if he has success in the fight, he can win this fight. I still think Usyk is a big favourite. I st we have to say yeah. that Usyk is the favourite. But Joshua can win this, and I think he believes at the moment. I, I, I completely agree with everything that you just said, but the, the noise that I've been making throughout the whole course of the week is, yes, I, listen, I love everything that Anthony's doing this week, but on Saturday night when he gets punched in the mouth, then what happens? Does the scar tissue start going back to when he fell short against Ruiz? Maybe when Klitschko put him down? All those mm. particular things. Does he like it? Is he up for it? And that's the, that's the, that's the only thing I've got. Physical, no problem whatsoever because he looks amazing and he's got all the attributes to do the business. But when you get whacked in the mouth by this guy, are you still willing to run into the fire? That's the key thing. From an Alexander Usyk point of view, Andy, and this is uh, a, a key thing as well, because we spoke about it on yesterday's podcast, all the things that have happened in between fights, especially in his homeland. Big message tonight that he, or should I say this afternoon, that he was talking about, about how proud he is to represent Ukraine. Many people think that it might have been a hindrance for him coming into this fight. He is absolutely fueled by what is going on back home. No question, and, and you would always imagine that somebody like him it, it would go that way with him because you know this is an extremely serious situation we're talking about a, a war you know we're not talking about the phony war or, or fake news or anything like that then it's impossible for any of us three to imagine what that's like when that's mm. raging in your home country mm. you just can't get your head around it so there's a weight to it which is we can't really relate to but you always felt that he would draw inspiration from something like that you can't afford to be over emotional either it, you can go to the other end of the spectrum and that can be damaging you know there's no room for that but he is a cold cold operator as they all have to be at, at, at the top of this uh, heavyweight division and, and any division and as Gareth said I do feel that he's that he's looking for the stoppage that what he learned in the first fight was that okay I can handle his size and power I could have been a bit more a little bit more bold even a yeah. little bit quicker and I, maybe I could have got there I've become slightly obsessed with his weight I kind of swore I wouldn't <laughs> but, <laughs> but I can't help it I, I, I watched the workout back um, I was right up close with him yesterday and sometimes you can't really get a sense of is he bigger is he not bigger he had a t-shirt on so I watched it back and the camera gives you that little bit more distance I think he is going to be bigger but I don't think he's going to be that much bigger necessarily mm. I think maybe I was I was thinking maybe near a 17 I think maybe near a 16 and a half but you know they can play around with their weight on the day can't they heavyweights they can have yeah. a massive drink of water a big carbohydrate meal and put, put eight pounds on and we all go nuts because he's, he's heavier than we thought he would be Tyson does it all the time doesn't yeah. he listen um, I think the beautiful thing for me as well Gareth on this is that we're currently living in a time with boxing where we are creating quite a lot of events. Events, what I mean by that is that the more for the business side of this game rather than the, the sporting side of this game. Don't get me wrong. I know why we're in Jeddah. There's a lot of dough on the table and that is the reason why they've come out here because they're all making a lot of cash. But from a sporting element, Anthony Joshua is one of the biggest commercial stars without any shadow of a doubt in all sport. And whoever he fights does get a little bit of shine. Alexander Usyk is embracing that. And I'm kind of thrilled by it because there's a lot of my friends that are football fans that don't know too much about the game. Mm. So when there's a true great, and I genuinely believe we're living through a period of greatness with Alexander Usyk, that we can shine a bit of light on that and people get to know a little bit more about him. 
that can only be good for him and the sport going forward where we get to actually showcase true greatness and this guy is one of the best yeah he is and that reflects back by the way the size of this event on what a commercial star what a, what a, what a commodity Anthony Joshua Absolutely, is well. yeah, you're right. But without Anthony Joshua here, let's not forget this, without Anthony Joshua over the last decade, and I don't care what the critics say, he elevated Eddie Hearn's career and Matchroom's career, Ed elevated boxing in the UK. He didn't make it in America when we went over um, with him for the Andy Ruiz fight. It was a flop. And, and who knows, he may come again and conquer America. He may not need to. They've come east to conquer rather than going west. Um, I... I both the points, the points that both of you are making are so salient, by the way, about Alexander Usyk as well, because um, I remember the great um, Australian cricketer, um, all-rounder, Keith Miller, um, saying that how was their pressure playing in a test match? He'd been an airline, he'd been a fighter pilot in the Second World War. He said, that's pressure when you got a Messerschmitt up your backside. That's pressure. And that's the kind of environment yeah, that Alexander escaped out of Poland with his family with, went to the Czech Republic, went to, train, went to the press conferences, went to training camp uh, here in the Middle East. And in, in compartmentalizing for him what that is, the horrors of war, compared to this is just a fight. This is just a day at the office for him in many ways. So there probably isn't a lot of pressure on him in many ways. And he's reflecting that at the moment, isn't he? Mm. Um, as he did, by the way, in London, when he wore his um, kind of Cossack um, suit with the reds and the yellows, uh, when he fought Joshua the first time, he's just able to embrace it. There's more pressure on Anthony Joshua, in my view, than there is on Alexander Usyk. Um, th there's more pressure because of the historically what's happened to Anthony Joshua's chin in fights. Usyk's been on the road, a road warrior, through that boxing super series, winning the, going to other people's countries, winning the, the cruiserweight title. Everything he's achieved mm. at heavyweight is a bonus as far as I'm concerned. He's not a natural heavyweight. Yes, he's the same height and weight as Muhammad Ali once was, but times have changed 50 years on. Um, all the pressure... All the pressure in the world is on Anthony Joshua. And I just wonder, wouldn't it be amazing to mooch around in his head for 24, 48 hours before the fight and see where Absolutely. he is? And how he controls his nerves and how he controls himself in those split seconds in the firefight will determine whether he goes on to become a great or not. It, it's as simple as that. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The interesting conversation that a lot of people are having this week, and I know that another outlet has put this out and people have their own opinions on it, and I'd love to get your opinion on it as well. And if I start with you, Joshua at the weekend, a lot of people are saying it's make or break. If he doesn't win at the weekend, the career's over and all this type of thing. I don't personally believe in that because I think there's fights there for him more certainly. But I think the question is then thrown back on him. Would he want to? Because of the journey and the length of journey, maybe back to becoming the undisputed champion of the world, which he saw Krebs. I think he would. Pride. Fighter's pride. He couldn't go out. He couldn't go out on the back of two defeats. He just couldn't do it. And we've seen it time and time again. But should he lose on Saturday? A lot does depend on the manner of the defeat. Yeah. Of course. We saw Deontay Wilder lose to Tyson Fury for the second time in a row. Do I want to see him back? 100% I do. Yeah. Because of what he did at the T-Mobile. What he, he gave. Was, he was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he so nearly won that fight. Mm. And he was dead on his feet from round probably five onwards. And he just kept going and going and going. Looking at Fury just saying, you're going to have to knock me out. You're going to have to knock me out. Or I'm just going to keep getting back off, of, off my stool. And that's why we want to see him again. If Anthony gives us a real performance on Saturday I'm not ruling out the win you can't rule out the win but if he gives us a real performance that shows us that kind of stuff on Saturday then people will want to see him again and I think they'll be even more enthused about seeing him again after something like that than than they would have been following when he was undefeated yeah that's fair that's fair listen just a quick one because you know Tyson Fury extremely well tells us he's retired he's given up his ring magazine belt of which will be on the line this weekend just in case you are watching this there's people walking in and out of our broadcast which is all good it's all fun of the fair no problem whatsoever um on fury does it matter who wins at the weekend if for us to see him again or if AJ? what i'm basically saying is if aj wins does he come back if Usyk wins does he come back is the answer different to either one of those yeah it is different um if, if anthony joshua wins He's going to be rubbing his hands together seconds after the fight, going, right, you have to call me back in now, boys, and I'm going to make you chase me. We'll all want to see it. We'll all want to see Anthony Joshua face Tyson Fury. It's, it's bigger than this fight. It's, it's, it's a complete blockbuster. We might be back here for it. Who knows? But, um, yes, manner, manner of the AJ performance is the key. Victory, yes, will bring Tyson Fury back. Victory for Usyk will it'd be slightly harder to get Tyson Fury but I think he's coming back anyway um, but, but AJ's the fight that, that's the fight and, and I think you put your finger on it it's what AJ does what happens between the six inches between his ears between now and the end of the fight but also what performance he delivers because let's say he just 
he loses by split points decision or he loses seven rounds to five and they've both been down and both got up there's still five massive fights out there for him Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder Joe Joyce Daniel Dubois the second fight with Dillian White come on do we not want to see AJ in those fights Mm. does he not want to earn another 150 million pounds it's probably not about the money right now for him it's about I want to do this complete era it's amazing how it's amazing how people can respond to somebody in in heroic defeat as well because he's always been really popular Anthony especially the British public yeah especially (laughs) yeah look at Eubank look at Eubank never more loved than after those two fights against Calzaghi and Calzaghi Calzaghi as well and He's been enormously popular. Of course, he was he was undefeated. He was he was winning belts. Then what happened happened in Madison Square Garden, and he came back from that with the win. But the last because of COVID, he's not boxed that much in the last few years. Yeah. He came back to it's the UK, year, and it? he was he was comfortably beaten by Usyk, and and people just started to turn a bit, mm. you know. And it happens, it, particularly in the UK, it happens. But I think, you know, if it is kind of heroic defeat on Saturday I think he will probably be surprised by how well that goes down because we're strange in Great Britain when yeah. it comes to our attitude to winners and well, he's got to put Usyk down at some point in the fight to do well, that he's got to have well. a goal he's, he's got to have a goal put him down yeah. in my view but imagine if he does win Oh, oh I've, I've seen his hands going in the air G- given everything we've said about away. given I've everything we've it. said about Usyk if he <laughs> wins it's massive. It's huge. It's the biggest win of his career by an absolute country yeah, mile. And I'll tell yeah. you what, here's, here's one to finish off the show before we uh, see what Spencer Oliver's been up to. <laughs> is a win, is a win for Anthony Joshua against Alexander Usyk this weekend bigger than any win Tyson Fury's done? No, I, 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 think the two, I think the two victories over Deontay Wilder are, in, are enormous because I think Deontay Wilder compares to everyone. Usyk and Wilder's an amazing fight because it's hard to pick a winner in that. Um, because Usyk could do the same to, to Wilder as he did to Joshua in some ways. Um, I'm, t- I'm tempted to say it is. Really? Oli- Olympic gold medalist on this yeah, beauty cruiserweight, unified very, heavyweight. Very, very close. You know, you know, I, 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 I'm persuaded by your argument. I'm persuading myself with my own. It's, it's, mm. it's close, that's, isn't that's it? That's how big it is. Ball. That's yeah. basically where we're at. That's how big it is. Dethroning Klitschko in Dusseldorf, the Wilder fights. That's how big this fight is at the weekend for Anthony Joshua. Now, as you know, there's only three of us on the show because Spencer Oliver, you know what he's like. He gets a microphone in his hand. He wants to go and speak to every man and his dog. And that's exactly what he's been doing. One man that's been in this situation for Alexander Usyk and, in fact, uh, that uh, Anthony Joshua faces this weekend is Evander Holyfield. And that is where Spencer starts rounding up the interviews. Evander, big fight week. We're nearly there. Anthony Joshua's rematch against Alexander Usyk. Now, you're used to being in rematches and you also lost the first fight against Riddick Bowe and won the second one. How did you overcome that? The reason I'm asking you that is obviously Anthony Joshua's lost mindset. How do you overcome that? How did you get the victory in that second fight? Well, uh, the second fight it was the fact that the matter, I had to realize what I did wrong. So don't nobody know what you did wrong but yourself. You in there. And so and that's, what, that's the big difference. If you can realize what did I do wrong, not so much what the other guy did. Sure. What did I do wrong? Yeah, I mean, Anthony Joshua obviously recognised that tactically he got the fight totally wrong. He packed his bags, took himself off to America, trained with a number of trainers, found Robert Garcia. Do you think that Garcia is going to add something to Anthony Joshua? Do you think he can help him overcome those demons of that first defeat? Well, you know, fighting is about the, the fighter himself, what he wants to do. So the, you have to be accountable. 
you got to be accountable who you are to what I'm going to do. I, you're getting another chance, so you make the best of this chance here. You know, you lead a pass in the past. Don't bring it with you. Sure. Listen, I'm going to put you in this situation now. If you was boxing Alexander Usyk and the first fight hadn't gone your way, how would you beat him? What would, how would you approach the fight? Well, you know, the thing is, I, I, I have to find out what my advantage is now. He the bigger guy, right? Sure. You find the little guy, right? So what happened when you fight a little guy? They bash you. Now, now people picked on them a lot. So they used to people picking on them. So you had to have a lot of energy to understand, I got to fight the big guy fight. I'm not going to fight the little guy fight. I got to fight the big guy fight. So you think that Anthony Joshua tactically this time He's got to take the face. He's got to force the pace. He's got to take the fight to Usyk. But be careful he doesn't get caught on the way in because Usyk's great at setting traps. Well, the thing is, you know, is if I'm bigger than you, so what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab you when things don't go my way. Anytime my long skin's a big guy, they grab me. I couldn't move. Right, right. <laughs> but I just, so that's the whole big thing about the mm. art of the game, you know. Little guy got faster hands, right? Oh. The, the, that's right? He got faster hands, he gonna do something that you can't do. So One of your main assets was that you just kept going, you kept biting down on the gum shield, even when things weren't going your way. Is that what Anthony Joshua's got to do in this fight? Because Usyk's gonna have his moments, Joshua's gonna have to come through these bad times as well to get victory in this contest. Well, well I'm sure every fighter want to do that. Give their best. I'm sure that's the art of it. Sure. Yep. Listen. Give us a prediction. Who do you think is going to win and how? I, I, can't, I can't do that because the fact of the matter is that ain't nothing I have to do to do. These guys, got, the win got to be what they do themselves, not so much uh, Evander Holyfield said this and I guess. I'll, I, you know. I'll, I'll rephrase the question. Do you think Anthony Joshua can right the wrongs from the last fight? Do you think he can get victory? Do you think of he's course, got the tools I, to get I, the victory? I, of course he can. Everybody can. I'm telling you. It's him in there. It's him that motivated himself. He got to do what it takes. Look, we've been here before, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, in yeah, same yeah, yeah. circumstances as well. You was coming off the I defeat know. against Ruiz. I know, I know, I know. You righted the wrongs that day. You yeah. totally adapted. You yeah. boxed on the back foot. You clearly won the fight. It was actually a boxing masterclass. What are you going to do in this one, Josh? Tactically, you got it all wrong in the first fight. You was annoyed. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Personally, I know yeah. how you felt about it, the yeah. way you approached the fight. Yeah. What are you going to do differently this time? Well, we're in a group chat, me and Spence. We're Finchley boys, Finchley boxing boys. And... We've been talking. We have. We've been talking we in the have. group chat. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, I can't mm. say <clears throat> I could box still. I'm the taller man. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a longer reach. Um, so he's got to come into my range. Okay. Mm. So I could say I'm going to do that. I could say I'm going to sit on his chest and use my size in a different way. But what it is is just to compete at the highest level. Yeah, sure. That's all you've got to do is compete sure. at the highest level. What are you expecting from him? What are you expecting from Rusik? Look, he looks to have put on a little bit of weight. You expected him to stand his ground a little bit more? Um, one thing they work on is like uh, cardio, like see when a fighter gets fatigued. That's what I've noticed. I've, I've watched so many fights. I've listened to the corner. I've had my mate from Ukraine translate their information and what they tell them. I understand they try counter punch. Um, they sometimes take their foot off the gas. They try to put their foot on the gas. I just expect to fight. I didn't right. If I get too caught up in what he's doing, I forget what I've got to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm it didn't work, didn't work for you last time on the back foot? 
Yeah, are well, we going really to on the back? No, no, no. I'm saying, I, I, but are we are we going to go for him a little bit more? Get my feet out of the mud. Pressure out the mud. Get my feet out of the mud. Use my feet. Get my heart rate going. Use my attributes. There you go, Spencer Oliver speaking to the Who's Who. And I tell you something, he keeps good company, doesn't he? If you want to hear the full uh, version of those interviews, they're available on the Talksport uh, YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe there. And this podcast is available also there. This is episode two. There'll be plenty more episodes coming your way. And tomorrow night, boys, we're providing some live entertainment. That's right, a three-hour uh, special show live here from Jeddah, seven o'clock UK time, nine o'clock our time. Three hours sat down, us lot waxing lyrical about this super fight, and of course some guests coming to join us along the way as well. Should be good. Absolutely can't wait. Living it, breathing it, sleeping it. <laughs> Can I just say as well, it's, it's it's a great relief to see you make it over here, Gareth. I've had a kind of just bubbling sense of unease the last kind of thirty six. <laughs> it's not fight we have, is it? I haven't been able to put my finger on it, and then as soon as I saw you today, it just it just evaporated. Oh, well, that's go. lovely. Thank you so much. There you go. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. You could do that via iTunes or via the TalkSport website and as I said if you want to see us do this podcast on a day by day week by week basis uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube quick reminder for you Saturday night that's when all this goes down live from Saudi Arabia on TalkSport live free and exclusive 8pm make sure you come and join us will it be revenge or will it be repeat up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.